Howdy, Mountaineers. You are listening to episode Ocho of The Girls Who Get It. I'm Kaylee Riccatelli, here with Sydney Wentz to bring you the latest in women's sports today. Hey, hi, hello. Hi, Sydney. First up, though, we'd like to shout out a few of our own. So WVU student media comprised of the Daily Athenaeum, U92 The Moose, and Prospect and Price Creative has its first ever all-female leadership team since it was created. Now, I couldn't find an exact year of when like that collective student media came together. Sydney, do you know that? I don't, and I should on account of the <laughs> fact that I've worked here for four years, but I'm so excited about this, and I know all of these ladies very, very well, having been here for four years, and I could blab about them all day no i um have known i obviously work very closely with jules having been a part of the ga but we also work very closely with u92 and on the digital media aspect and anisa is wonderful i've gotten to know Mackenzie through some of our work with just like the editorial staff as a whole they are all fantastic uh, women and they're very supportive of each other they've built a really really awesome environment for us here as an editorial staff and I am so proud to get to watch them make history I know it's so exciting the girl squad is made up of the DA's editor-in-chief Jules Ogden U92 general manager Anissa Gallo and prospect and price creative manager Mackenzie Mail. Now, these ladies have been working together since last year, I think, mm -hmm. kind of in preparation of leading together. And they've already accomplished so much. Like, they've done so many cool projects and just kind of brought a lot of stuff together that, honestly, I think if it wasn't a group of all girls, it wouldn't have happened. But they are quite literally behind every single piece of media you see put out by students. Like, anything put out by the DA, U92, Prospecting Price, or some amalgamation of those things like they are part of it like they've had some kind of hand in it so they are like in charge for real for real i would also like to shout out our new staff on the da we have an entirely female-led new staff entirely female lauren anna ashley caitlin is our digital content director manager she she's in charge of us over here in podcasting. Sabrina is our managing editor and we're just we're led by a really boss ass group of girls. I know. Gals. I know. Granted, I'm kind of new kid around the block here, so I can't say I know any of these girls super duper well. I've talked to Jules a little bit more being, you know, part of the DA now, but she is so sweet, so kind. I've had little bit of limited interaction with her but I did talk to her over the summer for a different thing that I was helping with kind of about like her leading the DA and experiences she's had and she's so smart had so much to say and she and very well articulated I guess I could say like she's just Jules is phenomenal she's a great editor-in-chief icon for real and Anissa who is the U92 general manager is actually also a woman in sports. She started doing U92 and like uh, student media and all that because she wants to work in baseball, which is so cool because I also love baseball. And she actually called the WVU pit game at PNC in the spring, which would be so fun to do. So she's already killing it. And I would also like to take a second to shout out a couple of ladies in the supporting cast for this gang that work so hard to get 
this very podcast in your ear holes. First of all, podcast editor Sydney Wentz, who is, works with me week in and week out to really make this the best it can be. She coordinates schedules and all that kind of stuff, answers all my questions, and is always so encouraging and makes me feel good about what we're putting out there for you guys. So thank you, Sydney, for that. And next is head honcho digital content editor Caitlin Aloise, who Sydney just mentioned a little bit ago, who reviews every digital media you see come out of the DA, like photos, social media, podcasts, you name it. Her hands are in there. She is so brilliant, so beautiful, always gives so much valuable input on like what we need to be talking about on here. So like there are like some weeks where I'm busy or just kind of disconnected with what's going on. And I haven't like had some time to like get in tune with, you know, what's happening in sports or otherwise. I have no idea what to talk about. And I'm like, you know, I just haven't really had the time to pay attention. I don't know what to do. And she's right there with at least a topic or two. And she's phenomenal. Sydney's phenomenal. So I am unspeakably grateful for this gang of girl bosses that I have been blessed to work with. They are the girls who get it, literally. So. You're the sweetest person alive. That made me so happy. (laughs) Thank you. You know, I've been with the DA doing this either as a host or now as podcast editor since my first semester of my freshman year. So I've really gotten to watch a lot of people come in and out the door. And I have to say, this is one of the strongest staffs we've ever had. And it is because we have these women at the helm leading that they have good people surround themselves with good people. And I think that's why we're, we have the success that we're having at this moment and at this time. So I am so blessed and grateful to get to be a part of this. And I'm so glad that I got to bring my wonderful friend Kaylee on here to talk about sports because full disclosure I'm here all the time I don't know much about sports I've been learning a lot in the last eight weeks of my life good I'm glad like, I, like we said like two weeks ago I didn't realize that the yellow line that represents downs in football doesn't show up in real life so like I literally knew nothing about sports hey that's what we're here for but these girls aren't the only queens on campus here at WVU because the WVU Esports Club team recently announced that they will be fielding their first ever all-female Varsity Rocket League team, which is kind of crazy given the nature of just, like, gaming culture where it's a little misogynistic, not always welcoming to women. Mm-hmm. But here is an all-female team. So Rocket League, I feel like I'll explain Rocket League here real quick. It's, I don't know a whole lot about it. It's kind of like playing soccer with cars. So there's like two goals and there you're in an arena and then you use your little car to hit the ball into the goal. But it's like, it's difficult. (laughs) But Kira O'Connor, Emma Kroll, and Kayla Roberts are taking the controls to compete in the popular video game. They played together before assembling in Morgantown and are looking to be the first all-female team to qualify for Collegiate Rocket League after competing in women's carball over the summer. Now, WVU actually has a fairly storied history with Rocket League as the men's Rocket League team at WVU won the College Carball Association Summer Series in July. But... The history doesn't stop here, as the esports club is also looking to field another all-female team in the near future. I couldn't verify exactly what team it was. I want to say it was Valorant, 
they want to do another all-female varsity team. And I know I had seen that somewhere, and then I couldn't find my source. I literally just, source right now is my beautiful mind. But, um, yeah, I do remember seeing that, though. You know, we've been covering them for a couple of weeks now at the DA, and I've seen other outlets through WVU that have uh, covered them, and I'm really, really glad that they're getting their kind of time to shine. But I do have to say I have seen and just heard a lot of things that have been said to them in their discords, their message boards, social media, and I just want to give these women so much props for doing what they're doing and for pushing this pushing this thing and like breaking this glass ceiling in the thing that they're passionate about and that they love to do. And I think you should keep doing it. I think everyone can, we can't swear. So I think everyone can bleep off (laughs) and they got to keep doing what they're doing and killing it. And everyone will be eating their words by the end of it. I take that as a near guarantee. Um, absolutely. Cause I mean, they're, they're so resilient. Like, someone looks at me and goes, "Mm, I don't like that shirt, and I cry for the next week. So, I mean, the kind of, like, just criticism and insults, they get thrown their way, and they stick with it because it's what they love to Mm do. Icons, literally. Now, I can't can't necessarily speak to... I can speak to their talent a little bit just because I know nothing about video games. The extent of my gaming is, regrettably... Fortnite uh and Minecraft every once in a while on my Switch. I used to try and make roller coasters in Minecraft. Like I would only I would never play in like the survival mode. I would only play in like the world building mode and I would make like I'd make like roller coasters in Minecraft where I'd set myself on fire. That was about it. Or um I would play Call of Duty Zombies. Do you remember Zombies? See, my brother was more the Call of Duty kid. I never really played Call of Duty. Mine was Star Wars Battlefront. Game pops off. We played that as little kids, and we probably definitely should have not played that as, like, little kids. And I'm talking, like, (laughs) we were maybe 9 or 10. Like, my little neighborhood friend group, we were maybe 9 or 10 playing Call of Duty Zombies. Oh, my gosh. No, see, I... My brother and I had a deal that if I played um, Madden with him on his PlayStation, Xbox, whatever he had, he would, it was usually, he would play Just Dance with me on the Wii because I needed a partner. Duh. You can't play Just Dance by yourself all the time. I, I completely forgot. I am a multi-time winning Wii Sports Wimbledon champion. Oh, girl. I, I I love I love me some wee tennis. See, I was I'm, wee bowling. I'm actually I'm actually a god at wee bowling, but I'm also <laughs> I'm also a decorated wee sports boxer. Oh. Did you ever play boxing and you have the controller and the nunchucks? I literally Yep, that's me. That's me. Thank you. <laughs> no, they you had like these connector things and it was like a nunchuck uh-huh. and then it was like your hand and you'd literally just oh, start no. punching. Oh no, I, I played Wii Boxing. I got my butt kicked by do you know who? Matt. Every single time. The NPC in Wii Boxing who's like goaded with the sauce. <laughs> He kicked my butt every time. I couldn't beat him in boxing. 
That's so funny. It was embarrassing. I was humbled as a child by an NPC on Wii Sports. But anyway, back to our ladies on eSports. Um, I'm obviously, I've been playing various video games since I was like eight years old and I still suck at them. So the fact that these girls are like on a varsity team, absolutely slaying it in Rocket League, speaks to their talent, honestly. And also, I would just like to throw out there, Kayla has a sick tattoo. She has like a little dragon up her arm. I saw that and I was like, that's gnarly. She's cool. Slay. So slay. And last but not least, we're going to zoom out to a more national story here. So recently, um, it was announced that Alyssa Nacken is back to making MLB history in Major League Baseball, becoming the first woman to officially interview for a managerial position in the MLB. Wow. Now, this comes three years after Nacken became the first woman to hold a full-time coaching position in the MLB after she was hired as an assistant coach in 2020. And then in 2022, she also became the first woman to coach on the field during a regular season game as she took the place of ejected first base coach Antoine Richardson. What team is this for? The San Francisco Giants. Okay, awesome. So she was hired by the Giants um, under Gabe Kapler, who they literally just fired as their manager. So she is interviewing to replace... To replace him. I mean, that's how coaching kind of goes. It sounds horrible. Yeah, that's literally how it goes. She does have some competition. There's other people that they're interviewing for. But, um, yeah, so she was... She, I think, became like an intern with the Giants in 2014. They hired her as an assistant coach in 2020, and she kind of did, she assisted coaching, she, um, I think, was on the field for some spring training games, but, uh, like, otherwise was just kind of, because she played softball in college, and she was, like, Mm -hmm. a standout, so they wanted, like, she knows her stuff, and then 2022, lo and behold, during a game, um, their first base coach got ejected. And they needed somebody to be first base coach. And so she got to take the field in a regular season game. And the helmet she wore on the field during that game was immediately sent to Cooperstown to the Baseball Hall of Fame. That's so cool. Because it was the first helmet worn by a woman on the field to coach. That's so cool. It's so cool. And honestly, like whether she gets it or not. Like, this is huge. Like, the mm-hmm. fact that she's even being considered. And this is also after the Miami Marlins hired a female CEO, I believe. Or, I don't remember if she's mm-hmm. CEO, but she's, like, a high, high executive. Mm-hmm. Or maybe she's GM. I don't know her name. It's Kim Ng Marlins. I mean, I think it just goes to show you no matter the circumstances, like there is a space for there is a space for women in male dominated sports. And same thing goes for men. There are plenty of male coaches who coach women's sports teams and take them to great success. I think there has been less overlap of women in men's sports and that's why it's so important, but I think that it goes to show you that, like, men have been coaching and been prevalent in women's sports for so long. Like, women taking, while we view it as something that's so miraculous, I don't think it's something, like, I think that it should become more normal, and I hope that this is the start of that. You have a very shocked look on your face. Do tell. No, so Kim Ng actually just left the Marlins yesterday. Oh, wow. 
but she was the GM. She was the first woman to serve as GM of a team in the big four leagues. So, like, uh, that would be the MLB, NFL, NBA. I, can't, I think the fourth one is the NHL. She's the first woman to ever serve as a general manager of in a those major four league. leagues. Oh, my God. In, like, the big four leagues in, yeah. And she is the first person of East Asian descent to serve as general manager of an MLB team. Well, heck, heck yeah, Kim. But she just stepped down. Best of best. So of that's lo- a major loss, though, because she was a good manager. Best of luck in your future endeavors, I guess. Yeah. We'll I, see where she, I'm assuming she's probably going to another team, so we'll see where I she ends up. I hope someone picks her up because she kind of slayed with the Marlins. But that's because also Derek Jeter left the Marlins recently, so I think there's something going on there. But stay tuned. Yeah. But back to Alyssa Nacken. So she is, you know, making all this history in the MLB. She is officially the first woman to interview for a managerial position in the MLB. And all this is coming while Nacken is expecting her first child with husband Robert Abel in February. Yeah. We also need to address the fact She's 33. Yes. She's in her early 30s. And she's already made history. And about to be a mother. And about to be a mother. About to be a mother. At 33. Like, and and like the fact that that's all happening at the same time and she's just, not to overuse this word, girl bossing her way through it. Like. Women are superhuman. I'm telling you people. Like we, like when I, when, when we tell you, when anyone tells you, like, Women are the reason you're here. Women bring life into the world. We are super human. Exactly. Because she's doing all this while literally creating a person. Legit. That's so cool. Oh my gosh. She's she's my hero. I can't I, I can't wait to follow this and I really do hope that this comes out as a win for her. And either way, I hope so she's too. She's slaying it and the fact that she was considered and has worked her way up from being an intern and worked her way up through the team i think it's awesome i think she's proved to be a valuable oh yeah person in their organization and i hope that they see that value in her and they take that chance and make some history me too we're Just pulling for you making making history all around this episode uh, literally so much history. i love this this is like the girls are girling they are for real and speaking of the girls doing what girls do Let's take a look at what our Mountaineers are up to out there. First up, we have got our hot, hot, hot women's soccer team that has now secured four wins in a row, one of those being head coach Nikki Izzo-Brown's 400th career win. I love Nikki Izzo-Brown. I'm so glad she hit this milestone. I'm so glad she hit it at WVU because I'm, I love being able to witness that. Those wins include a 4-0 win over Oklahoma, a 1-0 win over over Oklahoma State, another 1-0 win over Kansas State, and yet another 1-0 victory over Kansas. They swept the entire state of Oklahoma and the entire state of Kansas across four games. The Midwest no longer exists. We've gotten rid of it. Didn't we talk about this uh, last week? We we talked talked about beating Oklahoma. We swept the state of Oklahoma, and we are officially back, and we have swept the state of Kansas. Yep. Heck slowly, yeah, women's soccer. Slowly eliminating the Midwest. Next is Ohio. <laughs> not, my, not my people. Not my people. Because the Mountaineer women's soccer team will play their final game of the season 
at Dick Lusk Stadium on Monday, October 23rd against Cincinnati. Eradicate Ohio for me, ladies. But standout performances in those four straight wins include the usual suspects of Taylor White, Kaza Macy, Maya McCutcheon, and many more. And their game against Cincinnati will also serve as the team's senior night, being that it's their last home game. How sweet. I know. I have loved following them this season, and I hope their success grows and continues into next year. Absolutely. Because they, they have some young, like really good young players on we, that team. We have our athletic department as a whole has some really, really good young players. We're going to have a couple really good years to build on some really strong people. For sure. They can definitely carry that momentum into at least the next year, possibly two. Now, coming off a win against TCU in the Coliseum this past Saturday, the Mountaineer volleyball team is looking to bring home some more dubs against Cincinnati this homecoming weekend as they take on the Bearcats Friday and Saturday. You know how we had anti-Pennsylvania like weekend back in September when, we, when the baseball team played Penn State and then the football team played Pitt? This is anti-Cincinnati weekend. That's fair. In women's sports. We're... Boo, Cincinnati. I'm from Cleveland, so I guess boo, Cincinnati. Boo. I mean, I've never, I've never even had beef with Cincinnati. I have before, either. but now I I'm do. Just, I was just excited that they'd be joining the Big Twelve. I think they're going to be a good addition for us, just because they've had. They're closer. In, <laughs> I mean, they've had. They're closer. It's a good way for if people want to travel to like an away game, they can travel to an away game. Without having but to go to Texas. Literally. Or Utah now. Oh my gosh. Utah, Colorado, Arizona. We're, yeah. we're, we're, we're nation. The Big 12 is nationwide, y'all. Nationwide is on side. <laughs> but they um, have had some pretty good years in a couple of different sports, football notably. But I don't know how they're adjusting to the Big 12. But I mean, They've made they made back to back appearances in the playoffs, and I think that's pretty impressive for a school that was in a smaller conference. So. Well, I hope they don't adjust to the Big Twelve anytime soon because I want to beat them. I would also <laughs> like to beat them. I would also like to beat them. Yes. But coming off the win in the Coliseum, the volleyball team is going to be playing Cincinnati in the Coliseum this Friday and Saturday. Now their win against TCU is their first in the Big Twelve. Awesome. So, yay, that's so awesome. So now our volleyball team has their first Big 12 win, which that, that means every team has a win in the Big 12 this fall. That is awesome. Yay! That's so fun. And this win included amazing performances from exactly who you'd expect. Bailey Miller, Tierney Jackson, Camila Kovas, Lauren Delo, Maddie McGaff, and more assembled like the Avengers. To pull out the 3-2 match win. That made me think of, I made a playlist the other day and I showed it to Kaylee because people are making jokes on the internet that Noah Khan is assembling the <laughs> folk Avengers. So I have a playlist called Avengers Assemble and it's literally just all of Noah Khan's feature tracks. Casey Musgraves, Lizzie Alpine, And all of the uh, features from Zach Bryan's new album. Some mm -hmm. just some really good, some really good folk ditties. We're, wait we're still waiting on Hozier. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we are. Yeah. So holy cow, go volleyball! And honestly, 
I love that. I mean, obviously there's talented players, but there's not really like one standout player on the volleyball team. It's all just a bunch of really good volleyball players. Teamwork makes the dream work, man. Exactly. They're all just so good coming together to be fantastic together. Like, it's so fun to watch. I I love this volleyball team. They're so cool. But I guess we have to flip over to the men now. What's going on in the land of Ken's? Well, at the time of recording, tomorrow. But by the time this comes out, it'll be today is the long-awaited WVU versus Marshall men's soccer game. The Mountaineer men are also coming off a victory, defeating the University of South Carolina 3-2 to with goals from Marcus Caldera, Luke McCormick, and Yutaro Tsukata. Not in that order, though. Sorry. After playing the Thundering Turd, I mean, Thundering Herd, at Dick Dulesk on Wednesday, they will play Coastal Carolina down in South Carolina on Sunday, October 22nd. But WVU Marshall... I'm Let's excited go. for this. I loved. I saw a really cool graphic from WVU Men's Soccer this morning calling it the Mountain State Derby. <gasps> That's so fun. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a fun one. I'm excited for them. And is our men's soccer team still staying winning? Do they have a zero in they the loss? They still do not column? have a loss. Heck yeah. So let's keep it that way, gentlemen. We're we're trusting you. They have ties, so they're technically not undefeated. But that th- this is the climb I trust. Still have not recorded a well, yeah, you know what this, climb I don't trust anymore? Would you like me to sing our sing our sad battle cries? Uh, they don't In even deserve the music. They don't, cut the cameras. Cut the music. The cut the music. They don't deserve music. They don't deserve music. Because the WVU football team lost. I have to laugh at it. I'm so sorry. We have to laugh to keep from crying. Because the WVU football team lost to Houston on a Hail Mary with like seven seconds left. Kaylee, I'd like to say you were my first call. We were both pretty stunned. And um, my favorite thing ever, and I will be posting this when this podcast goes up with the link to the podcast, Kaylee sent me a very... Perfect post, uh, Snapchat, and I think that it personifies all of our feelings, and it is that you are you're selling your climbing boots on Depop. <laughs> yeah. If anybody wants my climbing boots, they will be for sale on Depop because I don't want them anymore. I, I took a fall right off that right off that rock. I fell on my butt. Because That's the the. I don't know if the climb is trusted. Honest to God, I. And we, I would like to preface this by saying I want to root for WVU football. I do. Because here's the thing. I went to a high school, shout out to the Archbishop Hoban Knights, where I only watched my high school football team in four years. We played out the entire state championship route, played like 16 games a year for four years. We lost one game the Holy entire cow. time I was in high school. Holy cow. I went from that to rooting for West Virginia football. My spirit has been broken over the last four years. I want something to believe in, gentlemen. Give me something to believe in. See, I am from, I'm from West Virginia. I've grown up cheering for the Mountaineers in every sport. I'm from a smaller town in West Virginia whose football team would routinely get beat by, like, 
30 or 40 points occasionally. Um, so I'm used to this. But it's just the things that WVU Athletics has done to my blood pressure over my 22 years of life is horrific. So I'm used to it by this point. But ever they they know they know how to give me hope and then they keep finding new and creative ways to crush it. And I just cuz do you know? Do you know how amazing it went would have been? If we would have been ranked if we won that game. No, 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 no. Do you know how amazing it would have been if Dana West Virginia high schoolers can't play in the Big 12 Holgerson lost that game because of a West Virginia high schooler from Martinsburg because Hudson Clement had our last touchdown Martinsburg native who played for Martinsburg had the last touchdown of the game it would have been the winning touchdown do you know how amazing it would have been to beat Dana Holgerson on that touchdown and just rub it in his face which also, Dana Holgerson's son went to a West Virginia high school. So I don't understand what he meant by that. But he like would not recruit from West Virginia because he didn't think that they could play in the Big 12. And, oh, it would have been so amazing to beat him with that. I would just like to say, and I'm going to put this out here, and I know it's a very controversial opinion, but I am a person who takes hot takes. I think we needed to win that game more than we needed to win the backyard brawl this year. I really do. I think that that was a really big, and I hope... And I, I would like to have confidence in our boys to come back and win out. I think we do better at home. I hope that we have three more home games this year, and I hope we win them all. Mm-hmm. I would like us to get into bowl game eligibility. I would like us to win out the Big 12. I would like to see us in the Big 12 championship on account of the fact that it's my senior year. I'd like some cool merch. <laughs> I would, genuinely. It sounds horrible. Do it for a T-shirt. Literally. If you, if you, can't, if you can't do it for yourselves, do it so... 40,000 West Virginia Mountaineers can get some really cute t-shirts from their university. You know what? In the words of the legend himself, Charles Wesley Godwin, 14. 14. We were ranked 14th at the beginning of the season. And we... Uh, we we we're, s- we're tied for second still. I would like to say, like, yeah. we... We're, Actually, we're t- I don't... I don't think we're tied for second anymore. I think we got bumped down to third after that. Okay. Well, you know what? We're still high. You know what? We're in the we're in the we're in the top three. Yeah. And we are we are win place and showing. But we are talking like we are so downtrodden. But this it's this is West Virginia football for you. Is this we, is literally this has we, been we, the same routine since I was five years old. We we mourn our losses, but I do have still more faith in this team than any West Virginia football team I've watched since I got here in twenty twenty. Yeah, see, I I can't really say similar because I watched like Pat White that like oh oh my gosh, when was it? Oh five, oh six, oh seven, mm-hmm. whatever team. I watched the twenty thirteen Orange Bowl with Geno Smith and uh I think Tavon Austin was on that one that, you yeah. know, beat Clemson seventy to thirty five. See, I didn't I didn't grow up a West Virginia Mountaineers fan and I wish I every part of me wishes I did and it's making me very very excited to get to raise my kids West Virginia sports fans cuz they're going to learn the, in the in the wise the ups of, and downs, the epic highs and lows of high school football. So we had the exact same thought without actually saying <laughs> I literally was about to go in the wise words of Archie Andrews, and you just (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay, so we have we have homecoming this week. Yes, we Shout do. Shout out to Stormy Warren. I'm letting you know right now it was the greatest day of my life when we beat Oklahoma State last year because I, for people who don't know or don't know Kaylee and I personally, I interned with Sirius XM for the last two years. My first summer was spent working with the Stormy Warren show, and all I did the entire summer was try and recruit Stormy's youngest son to come to West Virginia because it was one of his schools he was considering. He does go to Oklahoma State. Uh, um go Mountaineers he signed my like final day of work like card that they got me being like thank you so much for all your hard work go pokes (gasps) I still have it to this day it was it like touched my heart a little bit but when we beat Oklahoma State last year it was actually one of the happier days of my life just just because of that and I and I hope that I get that same happiness again I hope so too I mean I I think that this is a winnable game it would be a good way to bounce back Mm -hmm. from that loss to Houston. When I tell you, I was at a watch party for the Houston game, right? Like there was a whole group of us together. And we were all we were all so loud. Like after that last touchdown, we were jumping up and down, cheering, whatever. Like it's like it's 12 seconds. Like we won. And then after that touchdown, it got so quiet. Like you could hear a pin drop. Mm-hmm. I I was I was the first one to talk in that room. Like almost a full minute after that touchdown mm-hmm. and all I said I looked at the screen I, I was sitting in the floor at this point I dropped to the floor I was looking at the screen and I went no shot I said there's absolutely no way he just did that and that is all that was said until they confirmed the touchdown and I was like so I don't want to feel that way ever again <laughs> mm-hmm. I drove home in silence I don't want to drive through Morgantown traffic in silence this Saturday. So I I need a West Virginia dub. I really do. And I think we can pull it off for homecoming. It's homecoming. It's like, homecoming. hello, we got everyone there. Milan Pushkar, 3.30 p.m. That's like almost an ideal game time because it's not noon, but it's not so late that you're already tired and drained. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good about a Mountaineer win against OSU this weekend. How how are you feeling? I'm I I love a good home game. If we win, maybe I'll momentarily take my climbing boots off Depop. I haven't gotten any offers. Maybe yet. I'll get up off my butt since <laughs> I've fallen. Real. I'll get up off my butt. But that is all that we have for you this week. Be sure to keep listening at the daonline.com or wherever you stream podcasts. And if you're a real one, tune in next week because the girls who get it, get it. Bye.